Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! What up, what up? Welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Ingvall. I'm with my guy, Mike Guillory. We're going to talk about some, uh, you know, some some Nike news. Some um, This won't be like an official Coffee Time Kicks, but if you haven't <laughs> checked out Mike's new series on his YouTube channel and on all the other platforms, this is kind of like a news story-ish. Um, but what's good, Mike? How you been? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. You know, just trying to... Trying to be like everybody else, getting these exclusive access that uh, clearly before we started, everybody, <laughs> Nick is the third person I talked to today in my circle of friends who got the uh, access to these these white cement threes while I sit here uh, threeless. <laughs> hey, man, I, I absolutely did not expect it. I haven't hit on anything in so long. I was like, I just tried, you know, like I, I tried on I tried on the, uh, you know, on the uh the early access that they did or the shock drop that they did, you know, whenever a week ago and missed on that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, just lucked out, lucked out. And I, it's so weird. Cause like, I don't, you know, like I'm not really buying as many things from Nike anyway, but yeah. like, that's a shoe that's so, I mean, top three shoe for me. So it's not like I'm not going to try. Yep. And yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty stoked, you know, like I'm excited to see him and, you know, get him in hand. But of course, like when you hit on something, it always takes so long. And then you're like, I, I feel guilt because I posted to social media or posted in the discord. And I'm like, I'm not trying to brag that I got these or rub it into anyone. I'm just genuinely excited. And like, if I think of people on social as my friends, the way I do or in the discord, obviously we're all friends in there. And mm -hmm. it's like, it's like, I want to share. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm stoked. I finally hit on something. And then I feel like, like I feel sure, like I got to just like duck, ducking all the, the backlash, you know? It's not, but, it's not um, you, Nick. We're not mad at you. We're mad at, mad at the sneakers app, as always. I mean, that's what, that's what yeah. my fingers pointed towards. In fact, I'm happy. Like, everybody who got them, good for you because you don't have to worry about the 11th. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy for all my buddies who were able to get them. But I did, uh, I said, you know what? Maybe I won't go through this distress again for a third time because I missed a shock drop for being in a meeting. I didn't get exclusive access and I don't even want to fight the the bots and everything on the 11. So I went ahead and got fire red threes from that last release and they were just about dang retail. So still a win. I just wear them a lot. So they look like reimagined after about three years. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah. I mean, I still would like to get a pair of those fire red threes for sure. But, um, well, so we want to talk about some, some news stuff. Um, this all kind of stemmed from a complex story about Nike's release policy being air quotes here for those that are listening leaked. Um, it's kind of funny that like something could be leaked from a brand and the brand never says, Hey, take that down. Right. Like how leaked is it if the brand doesn't care if it's out there? So the the general idea and principle behind this whole release policy changes and the rules is that Nike is trying to put more things in place to control the release aspect of shoes. You know, like underlying thing is like a lot of the skate shops that I've been entering in for SBs over the last few years I donate, you know, to a, a cause, which is great in my opinion. I don't think that Nike should shut this down, but you know, you donate five bucks to a local charity type thing or a, you know, homeless shelter or any, whatever they choose. Right. And that gets you an entry into the raffle for a pair of dunks. Yeah. And I think that's super dope. I think it's like the best way to go about doing it. If you're serious about it, giving five bucks to a good cause is not really a big deal. And if you're smart about it, it ends up being a tax write-off anyway, right? So, like, you know, to me, that's a really cool way of doing it. But I do understand, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of challenges with releases. So I don't know how much you read into this, um, but curious to know what you think about this kind of the the changes that they're supposedly going through, and it's quote you know hot releases are right or i think it's hot releases yeah. or whatever high heat versus general release so that aren't even uh, in stores anymore which is hilarious the only stores that get those shoes are like you know the few of the like high level boutiques who probably aren't doing this anyway um but one of the ones that got me then i noticed a and it made me look back at a particular store actually here in houston who would do this uh you've probably seen it before i know you guys listening probably have seen this where um this okay for example Jordan three, uh, white cement's going to be releasing to get your, to, to guarantee your pair, come in and buy X amount of dollars worth of Jordan or Nike apparel. And we'll guarantee you a size. I, there was a store that would do that here where you have to go buy it so they can get rid of the, cause you, you, you guys all know, or maybe don't know when stores, especially boutiques are trying to get the high heat Nike product, Jordan product, they get saddled with a bunch of nonsense. So all the time you go to these stores, like, why do you have all this crap? Because they have to buy it in order to get the high heat drop. So stores, in order to kind of break even that on that, will go in and have you go buy their clothing to go get a ticket to be guaranteed the shoe. So I noticed that when I read this, I'm like, man, as a recent, this store hasn't been doing it because they would post on Instagram and now they're not doing it. So I guess I don't feel like this was a unintentional leak i think this was one of those hey we're gonna put this out here to scare everybody from doing crap and uh that's kind of funny to me because that was the one that one that was one of the things that really made my ears perk up but then also previewing the item i don't know if you remember because you worked in sneaker retail didn't you yeah yep so i don't know if you remember back in the day i remember when i worked at champs uh when we got stuff you know, we got our shipment. If it's like something new, we would take one shoe, put it on top of the counter so people can see what was coming out in, you know, however amount of time. And so apparently not supposed to do that. And you're supposed to just put it out, what, 
10 a.m. the day of the release or whatever that is. So that's just weird to me because I thought that was cool letting people know what was up. Yeah, I mean, when when I was working at Finish Line, we had like a seven day window so we could talk about the shoe 30 days out. We couldn't mm-hmm. show photos of it. We could show photos seven days out or, or video or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of these things that I'm seeing in here are not really changes to any policy. It's more yeah. just Nike kind of reiterating the policy. I'm assuming that this got sent out to all the retail partners. They probably, you know, like, look, we all know that like the backdooring happens. We all know that resellers are going to buy from their friends that's the nature of the game right now. And unfortunately you can't really change that, but I think that the way they're going about this and laying it out, it gives them kind of a, a legal CYA. Yeah. Like a legal CYA (laughs) when they want to shut down an account. Um, And there's kind of two things that are really interesting about this in Europe. These laws about reselling are much different. Like all of this stuff Mm -hmm. for Europe will be very like hard line. You probably won't see too many people breaking any of these rules now that they're written in person, you know, written down for everybody. Um, But in, in the U S like there's all sorts of ways around this stuff. So it's really kind of an interesting, um, it'll be an interesting thing to, to, to keep an eye on. I think like there's, there's a handful of things, you know, that are in this. So like in general, and I'm just going to kind of go through the, the, the bullet points on the complex article, but if you want to check it out, we'll link to it in the description of this video or podcast, whatever you're watching or listening. But basically the, the distinction between high heat and general release product is obviously a, a big deal. High heat releases should not be first come first serve. Drawings for high heat products are basically the suggested way that, you know, launching products are Nike's suggested way for launching high heat products is through drawings. Uh, Stores can't charge for entries. Sneakers can't be used as prizes. Stores aren't allowed to sell to resellers. Protecting against bots, you have to put some sort of deterrence or, you know, put effort into a reasonable amount of effort into protecting against bots. Um collaborating with Nike. It's like the policy is a brief section explaining that in some instances, stores may be able to partner with Nike to release product. That's, that's really high level. You're going to do that regularly. If you're a re if you're a a big box retailer, like finish line or foot locker, but with boutiques, you know, to, to Mike's point earlier, that's only going to happen with really like the top of the top of the top, top tier, you know, partners. Um, Obviously reducing the risk of fraud. That's, you know, kind of general, you know, like the people are doing that already. It's a general right? rule. Don't yeah, you're, anybody. <laughs> it's nothing new. Stores have to limit how much a customer can buy. That's nothing new. When stores can sell products, you can only sell it at the same time they release it on sneakers, basically 7 a.m. Pacific, no earlier. Uh, that's same, same old, same old. Releases must be yeah. stored securely. That's the same policy as before. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think like, you know, to your point, like the launch embargo type thing is like where you can't show the shoe early. That's a little bit different, um, but now they're saying promote or market the sale of launch product more than 14 days before the release date. So those could change pretty regularly. They had they did before, and a lot of that stuff does now with releases. And they basically say that if you don't follow the rules, the brand says that the failure to comply could result in Nike canceling or adjusting your orders, managing your allocations, and just straight up shutting down your account. So but- I thought that was really, really interesting. But it's also really odd 
because a lot of the stores doing this don't have the same budget as Nike, right? Mm-hmm. Like exactly. Yeah. So like I, I think of Kith, right? Kith and Ronnie and uh Andy, who's headed up like basically the web experience over there for years, Andy Oliver. Um, you know, they've spent decades trying to make all that stuff work better working with Shopify for, you know, like they were like kind of, I would say like cutting edge in the beginning, like trying to figure out how to keep bots off of it, how to, how to make the releases fair, all that kind of stuff. But like, they're completely different, you know, entity than some of these other partners and retailers that Nike has. So I'm not really sure how any of this is going to be, feasible for most of the of the people selling these shoes yeah i mean and just some of the i guess i still feel like the, the one that just doesn't make sense to me is like the launch embargo because um i mean nike's showing the shoe off 30 60 90 days before they even release on like those sneakers apps deal you know like the little shows or whatever they're showing stuff coming out freaking in summertime already so what's the difference are you just trying to make sure that no one shows it but you but you're sending the product to them anyway this is very weird because that i think helps them as a big company to say hey if i let you know this store show it you know whatever show pictures of it show like hanging the shoe out on a glass case whatever that's going to drive traffic for them to go ahead and buy the shoe which means more money in our pocket so i don't know i feel like that one of all is probably the silliest rule but other than that i mean it's business as usual. I mean, those are things that back in when I was in sneaker retail in 2011, 2010, those, all those things were pretty spot on secured to shoes. I mean, I remember here in Houston when the concourse came out. Yeah. Someone broke into the gallery mall, blew a hole through the side of the store and uh, took their, their shipment, which it was secured. They really wanted them. So they went all Italian job on them and (laughs) Yeah, totally. I remember that too. Um, and that stuff happens all the time. You know, people, people are crazy about the sneakers for some reason compared to, you know, like other things. But I think the interesting thing to me about the, uh, the embargo and like showing things early, I being somebody who's worked on brand marketing for a lot of companies throughout the years, the worst thing that can happen to any kind of story or release is somebody making a mock-up or somebody taking like a terrible, you know, Samsung or, you know, Verizon. What, what is it? <laughs> Everything Mo- Motorola, now, basically. Yeah, Motorola Instagram. V60 flip phone style <laughs> photo, you know, like all of that stuff really hurts when you're trying to tell a story around a product. And we don't think of it as a big deal because it's Nike and Nike has, you know, millions and billions and whatever amounts of dollars to like, they'll be fine. But the practice of like leaking things to me has always been like a, a, like I have mixed feelings around it because if I was trying to market a particular product for a brand or retailer or something, and somebody posted like a terrible photo of it or so, you know, like nowadays camera phones are a little bit better, so it's not as bad, <laughs> but you know, you go through this process of like getting samples made, taking pictures so early, going through, like making a photo, mm-hmm. having a photo shoot, you know, you might have, depending on the product, you might have like, you know, all sorts of content wrapped around the release of that shoe or, you know, colorways of the shoe or whatever. So it's really disheartening when you see that stuff, even for me, like, I mean, I understand it, like. 
I'm excited about stuff that comes out a year from now because some <laughs> account, you know, mocked it up and leaked the info. And, and like, I can't be, you know, I, like I know that it's hypocritical saying that I'm not, you know, that I'm frustrated by it because it's just a, it's a mixed emotion thing for me. Yeah. But I, I do think that like Nike is, has always tried to kind of control that flow. They just, they're just trying to, to put another layer in here and like say, Hey, we want, we want like the, be- we want the like good images to go out. Right. Cause by 14 yeah. days out, Nike has already produced all the images they need. Like oh, you, know, yeah, yeah. you could have a, you could have a situation where like with these, you know, white cement reimagined, right? Maybe that, maybe they got early samples. They create the, you know, the photos are, the photos are shot. It's put up onto the sneakers app. It's on the website, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Maybe there was something in the sample that is wrong. So they got to go back to the drawing board, get new pairs. So like by, yeah. you know, keeping that, cause you see it all the time, right? You see like a mock-up that's done. Oh, somebody is guessing at all what it's going to look like. <laughs> and I think it's I, nothing against that. I like seeing it. You know, it's like, I, I, I don't care that early about most releases, but you know, it's cool to see like people making the artwork and stuff as long as it's not super terrible. But then you <laughs> see all these accounts that just like take terrible photos, trying to get, you know, followers or hype or, you know, like yeah. some, some internet clout. And it just is like, I don't know, not really necessary. So even though it seems petty, to say the least, I totally understand where they're coming from on that one. Mm-hmm. But it's also one of those things that like the rest of this whole policy layout thing is really weird to me because the other story I wanted to talk about is how, you know, like Nike basically requested that that the Portland police uh, give provide them security at one of the stores in Portland recently, like within the last yeah. couple of weeks. And it just came out tonight that that Portland was like, nah, fam, you're good. You like you can hire your own personal security. You got this. <laughs> yeah, like Nike even paid to pay, offered to pay for the police to to you know be there. Yeah, All duty cops. I saw it. Yeah, but that's funny to me because that's like exactly why all these other things, like all these other things that you're putting out here for this policy. Imagine like every store is probably in that same situation. You know, the white cements are going to be a big deal. Yeah. If Royals come out again, it's going to be a huge deal. The Jordan 11s, you know, like every year are a big deal. Any kind of something, any kind of hype collab, you know, people are trying to break into all sorts of things. So like they put all these things in place where it's like, you can only play the game with Nike. If you've got a lot of money to play the game. So it's a really uh, interesting like almost like timing of these two act, two things happening. Cause to me, I'm just like, damn, if Nike's needing, you know, this kind of stuff willing to pay for police as opposed to like private security, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. You know, like, I don't know yeah. why people aren't talking about that more, but also it kind of makes me wonder if they just like leaked this air quotes again, for those listening, if they leak this to distract from that, issue right because I mean, yeah that's what i would do if i was trying to cover my ass with it you know like oh go oh, look something look, else hey, look over here look over <laughs> look here at this. Yeah. Look at this. <laughs> that's crazy to me i mean with needing that i mean i guess people are just nuts but it's just needing that kind of security at a at a like just a shoe store it boggles my mind still to this day i mean it, it never will change i guess but at that point i mean going back to even like the guidelines i want a shoe needs to release it can't be 
prior to a certain time. If I'm worried about that, I'm not releasing shoes at that said time. If I'm worried about these crowds, I'm worried about fights, violence. I am literally just going to start sprinkling shoes in randomly anytime after that date because I don't want to deal with the nonsense. So, oh, no, sorry, we don't have them out yet. And didn't say we didn't get them. We just don't have them out yet. And maybe at 12, maybe at 5 p.m., I just start putting them on the shelf so when people walking in can grab them because that's the only way you're going to deter yourself from getting the issues you're having because all the issues happen from anticipation and waiting and then somebody not getting what they wanted because they waited so long. Yeah, man, I... I don't know how you how you even go about any of that stuff. Like honestly, like if I was a retailer, I'd be like, I don't even want to. You can keep all this shit. I'll I'll just sell some like New Balances that nobody cares to like fight over. You know, like give me, give me some Sockenies, some, some <laughs> give me bands, something different, man. I'm so everything excited. else, so I'm not so I'm not, people aren't going crazy. But yeah. it's crazy. It is. It's funny. It's like you don't hear about it as much anymore. I feel like we've been hearing about it more than, you know, than we have been recently for some reason. Like, I'm like, man, people are really acting fools again. And we started hearing again with these, uh, what was that, those Cherry 11s that came out? I'm like, really? You guys really acting up right now. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't know. Like, obviously, uh, the economy is not in a good place, so people see an easy come up or a potential possible easy come up or not even easy. They just see it as a way to come up and, and make some money and spirals out yeah. of control real quick. We think like got a bunch of sneaker dudes out there thinking they're like, you know, Italian job, James Bond, you know, right. Oh my God. <laughs> you don't have to do this right yeah. now, but um, too much effort. And it's like, it's just, I don't, I don't think I have it. I think I've lined up one time for shoes and then it was, I'd lined up because it was the store supposed to open at eight. It was for the 2012 black history month sneakers. I wanted to get the, uh, the Kobe sevens lined up store was open at eight. I was in a pretty decent spot in line, but I had to be at work at nine, nine 30. So I was like, well, I'm not going to stand here. So I just left. And I was like, cause they didn't want to open because there were too many people there. So they were doing everything they could not to open. And it was just one of those things like they didn't want to deal with it. But at the same time, it looks like they were trying to possibly, you know, let the homies get hooked up too. So it was like, this is, I'm not worth my time. And I don't want to stay here if this is going to go down sideways. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious what people think about this whole, you know, rules for retailers thing that's coming out. I don't see it as a big deal, obviously. Uh, you know, I don't know, like, obviously, I've known Brendan for a really long time over at, at Complex, but I, I just feel like leaked things don't necessarily need to be publicized. But like, if you need to, you know, like, look, you're getting the information out there for Nike. So it's a good thing for the relationships. I get it. But um, yeah. I don't know. It seems like an, it's, it almost seems like a hands. Yeah, it almost seems like a non story story, in my opinion. But yeah, they need something they're like, well, that's happening. But I swear. Brendan's always like leaking something like you're, you're not leaking them. They're like, Hey, Brendan, here's some stuff. Um, yeah. Throw it out there whenever you get a chance. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, you know, it's, I mean, that's kind of always how it's worked, right? Like you, you always yeah. have that like give and take with like a big media outlet. And I, Oh yeah. I mean, they, they do a good job with, with, you know, kind of calling Nike out on the bullshit at times too. And, and I'm, oh, yeah. you know, I think like that's one of the things that 
needs to happen more to be honest, like, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, it's also tough because, you know, to get to that information, it takes a lot of, a lot of research and, you know, verifying of facts and information when you, you've got like all these kind of crazy things that, you know, and, and like distracting accounts and everybody <laughs> on the internet with an opinion. And like, I saw, um, I, I don't want to get into it on this episode, but I saw there was updates from the, uh, what was it? Zeta kicks. Was that big? Oh, block, yeah. Homeboys. Big... Yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. So the, the last, uh, episode, the last update that I saw earlier tonight was that apparently they may go after like the people that actually got the product from him and made, and made money off of it as like a second, I forget what they call it, but it's like the claw. It's like the claw. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the name. Essentially, like if you bought from him and resold and profited, you are now like, you know, there's like 15 or 20 people that are on a list that might be looped into that lawsuit, into that. I mean, I don't understand how that would even be. How would I be in trouble if I bought? So, I mean, I guess, I mean, it's not the same as like me buying drugs from a drug dealer. It's, It's all illegal. Like, but he offered a service that he couldn't. I feel like he couldn't provide. So I feel like he should be the only one in trouble because people gave him money to get shoes, which are perfectly legal as far as I know. Uh, So it's kind of weird that those people would be in trouble too, unless they had some part of like some ownership or stake in the business. Let me, let me pull it up just so I can, I can provide the right information. I'm pretty sure it's from sock jig. Um, if I remember right, but, uh, yeah, so sock jig tweeted it, um, essentially the receipt. Okay. Zeta kicks update. The receiver is asking the court to initiate, initiate clawbacks against quote net winners. Meaning if you cashed out early from Zeta's Ponzi scheme, the court may be coming for you. Specifically, um, 19 people they've deemed as, quote, net winners of more than 16 million and could be pursuing legal action to claw back their earnings from the Zeta Ponzi scheme. Oof. They're so, trying to pull, they're trying to do like an insider trading ruling on this. Yeah. It's crazy, but. I mean, wow. I mean, I don't know what to say. I'm just like, get these people their money back who. I think this is the whole the whole thing. Shut it down. Get the people their money back. Call it a day. I feel like we're putting a lot of a lot of manpower in this, which is a lot of other important or well, more important things. But liquid liquidate them. Sell all the crap. Get the money. Make them do a payout. I feel like that's as simple as that. But I'm, of course, I'm not anybody who knows anything. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got to be super complicated. I'm sure, but I don't know. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments. Let's uh, talk about it in the discord. I actually, I'm actually really curious to know, like, you know, what people think about all these stories. Cause uh, you know, it's just, just the three things, right. It's yeah. Nike changing up the policy and putting it out there, leaking the policy t- for retailers, uh, Portland police basically being like, no, you got to hire your own security. You can't hire our off duty police. I don't even know, want to know what the details behind that are, but it seems kind of <laughs> crazy. And then Zeta kicks, you know, obviously Man, if you got involved in that, I feel so I feel I feel bad for you. Yeah, but um, that's really it. You know, like at the end of the day, just remember, 
they're just sneakers and be kind to people. You know, that's all we got to remember, you know, go watch some of Mike's YouTube videos and look at some other <laughs> shoes besides these crazy high, high <laughs> Nikes. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy, man. I was like, yeah, just a shoe, man. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it while you have it. It's going to fall apart eventually. <laughs> yep, exactly. All right, man. Well, let them know how they can find you. I know you got a lot going on. They got, you got <laughs> content everywhere. So, Well, where am I? Just just pick a place. I'm going to be there probably. Uh, I, am, of course, will always be here on Sneaker History. Uh, I am going to be on YouTube under just Mike Guillory. Um, you'll find me Instagram. And TikTok, I don't use the message Twitter anymore. Just a bunch of angry people. Uh, but you'll find me at Madwatch or 789 there. Um, videos typically every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And uh, yeah, hopefully you got a, some bigger videos in store in, in the near future. So we'll, let's go watch them, guys. That's all. Just watch them and click the little like button. It takes five seconds. The videos are like 60 seconds. So help me out. No, just just put it on, on the background of your your computer and yeah you don't gotta watch it just turn it on and walk away <laughs> pad the stats for him you know just just hit hit play all on the channel go through those playlists you know <laughs> hey i'm all cool man i just I, you don't have to watch it i don't care just turn it on and walk <laughs> let your dog watch it yeah there you go all right y'all you can find me at nick ingvall on all the platforms uh more importantly follow at sneaker history everywhere and make sure you hop into the discord it'll be the first link in the description whether you're watching or listening to this if you haven't joined already, amazing group of people. I know I say that all the time, but I really, truly think like I, I've made more incredible friends from the 500 or so people that are in that discord than most of my life on this planet. So love y'all. Thanks for listening and rocking with us. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. See you. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.